I asked Angel to stay on the stage with me because I am hoping that God can use her to kind of start um, a domino effect. I love what God is doing today with the family being in service, children, family style communion, uh, creativity with the songs whereby we participate as Luke creates, which is just another facet of our father who is the creator that we can join him in moments of spontaneity and creativity. But I also want to call attention to something. I, I, I would love for us to give God glory in this particular way. Because of the recent events in our nation, Strong Tower Bible Church invited you last week for two opportunities for specific prayer. On Monday night, we prayed together as a church family specifically targeted against racism as far as the spirit of racism and there had to have been 40 people or more who were here Monday and the spirit as always he visits us in prayer and then on Wednesday night we invited you to join us as several churches in the area got together to worship a night of unity prayer and many of you were able to come and what I would like is maybe three of you maybe four of you who attended one or both of those meetings just to come and share from this microphone what the Lord may have said to your heart how he impressed upon you during one or both of those prayer meetings if you would like to share because I know that there were a lot of beaming hearts after both prayer meetings uh, presence of the Lord or the fullness of joy and so if you would like to share what the father did in your heart what you saw him doing in our church in our city I'm going to invite you to come but Angel was at both of those meetings and uh, I just asked her to be ready to Maybe tell us. So if three of you would like to come and share, now's your time. If not, we will move on. Thank you, Pastor. Um, like you said, I was here for Monday and Wednesday, and Monday was beautiful because it was a meeting of you all, and you're my church family, but most of all, you're my family Every time I come into these doors, I feel like I'm at a family reunion. And I gain my strength from you. I gain my strength and my understanding. Um, I can learn how to best love you when we are all together because all together we're power. We're strength. And it was so beautiful to just hold hands with each of you look across the room like I do now and I see all the various skin tones and that's what I love about this place and we're so lucky um, so that was a blessing and that was one vitamin that I got that night then Wednesday night we um, went over to Woodmont Baptist huge thank you to Tammy Bullock and Leslie Mitchell for putting that on and um, yes 
And you know, it's easy to think this is my Monday night, man. This is my Wednesday night. My favorite show comes on. And then you have to say, how can you not dedicate an hour to family? And so here we are, and we are driving into Nashville, and um, I see so many churches represented. And I can tell you what, they don't look like this. I was so proud to be a Strong Tower member. Um, And it's beautiful that these people got to experience what we experience every Sunday in racial diversity and coming together as Nashville for racial reconciliation. Because as Pastor said, I think you said it on on the stage, it's intentional when you were breaking down racial barriers. It's an intentional commitment and it, you can't be doing the hokey pokey. You can't have one foot in and take a foot out, man. You gotta be both feet in, amen? So that's my testimony. I'm just so proud. I love you all so much. I mean, I truly love you all. I love you so much. I wish Nashville, I wish every state, every church had what we had, but together with, with prayer meetings like that, together in power and in numbers, we can, we can make that happen. We gotta start somewhere, right? Amen. Amen. Anyone else who may have felt the shifting that night? All right, Mona, come on. Good morning, everyone. God bless. I am brand new to this church. I think I've been here about five weeks, and our family just moved here from New York. And Monday night was such a blessing for me. Um, I got to pray with Darina and a few other sisters. And for me, just the sense of friendship with other women and coming together and our hearts just pouring out. Um, I was so on fire when I left. I was just like, woo, when I was driving home. I just, it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful um, freedom in the Holy Spirit here. And just having our brothers and sisters praying together, it was just... It was very special. And then Wednesday was, mm, I was so emotional when I left. I just, it was just amazing. And a, a woman came in late next to me and she's like, ooh, who is that pastor? And I was like, that's my pastor. That's my pastor. I was so excited, but I was excited for the word of God that was being shared because um, it was just incredible. Um, everyone who got up was just filled. And I was so proud, as um, our previous angel said, just to be part of this church family. But just so proud of how God is working um, in us to expand ourselves to reaching so many people. And I know I do this kind of work at Belmont University as a faculty member in doing uh, work around race and ethnicity. So to have this come together with my church family is just such a blessing. So we're just, our family is so blessed to be here and to be part of these incredible opportunities. So thank you all. And if um, you weren't here Monday, you may have heard Randall Webb praying and shouting unto God in his prayer. I, don't, I think he broke this sanctuary in that night. And I was so glad that he felt free enough to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph, to cry out unto God. And again, our diversity is not only racially, but it's culturally, whereas some of us We talk to God, it's more serene and quiet. But for him, the spirit led him to become very, very vocal during that prayer time. And uh, and I love that. Is there one more? Is there one more testimony? All right, come on up, Tyler. Tyler's married. 
to Sister Tammy who helped put on the Nashville Prayer Night. Uh, yeah, I saw the uh, hard work that went into it by Leslie and my wife. Um, I think for me, and seeing it, what's so encouraging is probably what many of you have felt at times is the frustration that, you know, the saying in the church on Sunday is, is the most segregated hour. Um, and it's like, well, why, why is that? Why does it have to be like that? And you can see how I could see on, on Wednesday night how God is stirring to change that, for the church to finally step up and be the leader and breaking down these barriers, as it should be. I think we close with the song, um, In Christ Alone, because that's how it happens. Um, and for me, it was very encouraging and inspiring to see that step happening here in Nashville and, and the variety of the ministers and the prayer of repentance uh, from a white minister of saying, you know, it's, it's God says, love God with, with all of your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. And if we're not doing that, then we're just failing. And through all of that, it was just a very inspiring, encouraging to see. First step, the church needs to be the leader. Strong Tower has been a leader in that. And to see other churches in Nashville recognizing it. Amen. 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 There was a shifting. Do, do you need the microphone? You all right? No, no. No. Did you have a word you wanted to say? There was a shifting. I do sense the shifting that the Lord was honoring our prayer that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven. We knew the Lord was hearing us and these things that grieve our hearts truly, truly, truly grieve his in a way that we could never understand. And I felt that he was beginning a healing process. Relationships are being born. I'm getting to meet pastors and leaders in the Nashville area. And uh, it was a good night. Brother Randall. Uh, good morning, Strong Tower. Um, as many of you know, I, you know, I work on the security team, and you know we try to do um, what we can to keep, you know, the church secure. But that's just in the physical. No matter what we try to do, God is our ultimate security. And so, you know, there are many things that we do together as a church and a body of believers, but something happens when we take time to come together to pray. And when we pray, you know, to pray, you have to focus and concentrate and get out of the physical and the natural and connect to make an effort to connect to God because God is spirit. And so when we all came together and we all have our different backgrounds, our different ways that we worship, but it's just something about praying that just connects everyone together. And even though there are things going on in our country and decisions being made, it's always good to know that God already knew it was going to happen. He's aware that it is happening, but he also knows how we're going to come out of it. And it's just a beautiful thing to be able to come together and just pray. And we can all do it 
you know, by ourselves, but when we come together, something happens. We just, we're bigger than just individual pieces. And so I'm just thankful for a church where I can pray with people that did not have the same childhood background that I had. I'm thankful for leaders that are striving to do something at Strong Tower where we're really trying to come together and build and lift um, each other up. So it was, a, it was a beautiful experience, it was a wonderful experience, and I think that for most of us that were here, I think all of us kind of walked away with the sense that we need to do this more. Whether it's before service, during service, after service, throughout the week, there's something that happens when we make an effort to come together to pray. And so I just, again, just want to say thank you, Pastor, for leading us and spearheading a lot of these things during all these turbulent times of what's going on. And it's just good to have a leader that you can look at and not see fear, but you see a person that is driven to lead us to come together. That's what I value and cherish in my leader, someone that's willing to stand up and take a step and not be intimidated but by what's going on, but give them to the one who can truly do something about it. So thank you, Pastor. Amen. And what happened that night was, and I thank God for our intercessors who've been praying and praying and praying in the mornings before church. Something happened that night where people said, let's do this on a monthly basis. And that's what you want. You want a, whole, a, a, a prayer meeting to be birthed, carried along by the Holy Spirit and not a regiment or a rule or something that's dry. And so we'll do that again. And we'll let you know what day we'll do it in July. And we'll do it again in August, heading into our 20th year. Because there are strategies that will come against not only the church, but unique and individual churches to try to silence us and stop us from doing what the Lord has called us to do. Um, Prayer is not a work of the church. It is the work of the church. And I am convicted of that. And I thank God for an opportunity just to lay my burdens down with my family members. So you'll hear about that another time. And as we said, whether there are eight people who come or 80 people who come, it doesn't matter. We'll seek his face. Um, I had invited a friend of mine to come this morning, um, a friend of mine, a friend of Strong Tower, and that's Pastor Rick White. As you know, Rick White was the pastor of People's Church for 33 years. God has moved him in another direction, and so he's had some time to be able to involve himself in various projects around the country, helping pastors, working with churches. And so last week, he was in Charleston, South Carolina all week going to prayer meetings, strategy meetings, and uh, the Lord really touched his heart. And he said to me, he said, Chris, I am seeing things about racial reconciliation I've never seen before. And this is a man who has adopted, his, his children have adopted children of color, and he's been in community, been in relationship. But he said to me, he said, Chris, I am sorry for the fact that although we've been friends for over 20 years, I've never had you into my home. He says, we, we've got to go deeper than what we've ever done. And I said the same to him. I said, I've never had you into my home either. It's, it's getting deeper in relationships so that together we can address institutional racism. So a good thing. So I invited him. I said, would you come and just share with my church what you saw last week? Because we have a lot of people who care. 
uh, about what is happening there and how we can pray for our brothers and sisters who are in Charleston. And so he said, uh, you got it, buddy. I said, but man, when you come, though, I need you to do something else because you are a survivor, because God has healed you many times as you were walking through cancer. I said, I have a young man in my church. Um, He doesn't have cancer, but he has had a brain tumor to the point where he's had to have multiple surgeries. And and his mom just told me yesterday, this was Wednesday when I talked to Rick. uh, Tracy talked to me Tuesday and said that they've discovered another tumor that is beginning to manifest in Micah's head again. So I said, when you come, I need you to lay hands on Micah because you know the power of God. We know it too, but you in a special way. Would you pray over him today? And he said, absolutely. Well, this morning at 3 a.m., Rick uh, got sick, so sick that he couldn't come today. And he felt horrible. And I say, hey, man, there's always another Sunday you can come and talk to Strong Tower which I pray will be his church until God leads him to the next church. God has a way of bringing people in transition, various leaders to Strong Tower for a season. And I just hope maybe this will be a place that he and his family will feel that God will lead them until God gives them the next assignment. But anyway, we don't need Rick today to pray for Micah. Uh, We've got Jesus today and we can pray for Micah. So I'm going to ask the Ralston family to come up you guys ask Tracy to tell us how we can pray you guys stand right in front of this table where the body and blood of Jesus was symbolic of his body and his blood and then we're going to lay hands and we're going to pray and we're going to believe God once again that as he has healed Micah before he'll heal him again Tracy Um, we just reached the 19-month mark of Micah's first surgery, and he will have scans every six months for the rest of his life, and we were hoping for a really good report this time again, but our neurosurgeon told us that unfortunately something else popped up on the scan, which was not fabulous. Um, so our neurosurgeon is taking his scans tomorrow in front of the tumor board at Vanderbilt. Um, there's a team of about 12 doctors and specialists that are going to look at my little guy's brain and come up with the best plan of action, um, find out what they think as far as what treatment should be, where we should go, what the next step should be. So we, um will not know anything as far as they're recommending um, surgery or radiation until after tomorrow when they meet. But we're just going to keep praying. That's all we can do. I'm hoping that um, they're going to do another, it's called a stealth MRI on him before whatever it is that we decide to do next. They will do that to pinpoint everything and I just think it'd be really great if they got in there and said, you know what, it's not there. So. And what did you say that Micah said to you when you guys found out the news? What, what did he say? Micah said, you know what, Mom, it's okay. Of course, you know, I'm just in a puddle on the floor. This is just 
not okay. And he said, Mom, we did it once. We can do it again. He said, God took care of us the first time. We can do this. I said, okay. You know, I look up to you. You are one of my heroes. God used you in my life. One day I was really low and I was feeling really, really down. I even thought about quitting for real. But I heard about how you had competed in the triathlon. You did the swimming, the biking, and the running. And your dad and your friends encouraged you to keep going when you were wanting to quit. You're getting tired. And they said, Michael, you can do it. And then you made it through. And then they gave you the medal. And they told me that you said, I can't wait to come to church tomorrow to show Pastor Chris my medal. Man, when I heard that, I was good. I was good. So let me ask you, Micah, do you believe that Jesus has your life in the palm of his hands? Is, is he in control? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus still has healing power? Yes. Amen. Well, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to stand right here. And I'm going to ask for all the children who are in church to come and form a circle around you and lay hands on you, okay? Come on, children. Because through the children, we see the kingdom. If we can have faith like children, Jesus said. And kids, you believe that Jesus can heal Micah? You guys believe that? He already has healed him once, right? And why not ask God to give what mama asked for, and that is tomorrow they don't find anything. We believe in the power of prayer, the power of God, the power of Jesus. Amen. We're going to anoint you with this oil. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one who heals. Let's pray, children. Let's pray, congregation. Father God, we just talked about prayer <laughs> and how your house is to be a house of prayer for all nations. There's nothing more important we can do right now than to seek your face as a people. But we thank you, Lord, that as you care for the nations, as you hold the world and the universe in your hand, you have all power. The highest heavens cannot contain you, yet you are so personable. You are so close. You are so real. You are so intimate. You give yourself to detail to know every hair that's on our head, every bird that flies in the sky, every blade of grass. God, you're amazing like that. We worship you. There is none like you. And Lord, we have faith knowing, as Brother Randall said, you know what's going to happen. You're going to make everything and everybody new. 
Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ. You've allowed us to read the last chapter. We know that we've won and we will win. So, Lord, if you do not heal, that is not a defeat. Uh, because, Lord, you've taken care of everything. But, God, we are going to ask that you do heal Micah right here, right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we have faith we ask that you are willing to do this right now, that tomorrow, that when they look at the results and as these doctors that you've given all this wisdom and knowledge to, that they will see a miracle in their midst, that they will see, or rather they won't see what they thought they saw last week, that Lord, tomorrow, this week, Lord, that you would cause this thing to shrink, to go away, to be cast away in the name of Jesus so that there can be a good report and so that mom and dad and especially Micah can say, we've been praying, Jesus did this. Oh God, be glorified. We have faith. We know that you can. We ask that you would. We have faith like children, faith like a mustard seed. And when we do not believe, help our unbelief. But thank you for this young man. We believe there is a calling on his life to do great things. We thank you, Lord, how he has never shrunk back from suffering, from pain. Lord, you've given him a good attitude. You've even given him favor with this city. Oh, God, use him. We do not believe that his days are over. We believe that he has many days to come. As he continues to honor his mother and father, that he may not only live long, but live well on the earth according to the days that you've allotted for him. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We, we consider it done. We consider it done because you're good. We consider it done because you're able. We consider it done because I call you healer. Your name is healer. You have been a healer to me. I call you healer. Your name is healer. Healer you are and healer you will be in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God. keep this family in our prayers let's keep this family in our prayers amen yes you may be seated amen we love you thank God for church family bear one another's burdens amen Now, the Holy Spirit has interrupted the normal program today with a particular message. Amen. A couple of things to say to you to be prayerful about. I hugged on Stephanie Johns this morning. As she stepped out in faith, as she served her season of leading our students. It's good to see her this morning. But you know, we're about the business of trying to find a director. So the committee was able to post the job description. And it's out there, so we want to ask you to pray about that. The student ministry director position as we receive resumes from near and far. That the committee and then the elders... We'll have wisdom to know who will cover our students prayerfully by 
time school starts. So I know there are people in this body who are interested in that role. Um, there's no favoritism. Thank God there's safety in the multitude of counsel. And the Lord will show us just as he's led every youth leader to us. He will lead our next youth leader to us. Amen. Amen. It may not be in our time. I know we have a desire, but we'll see what the Lord has. Above all, we're going to be exhaustive in the process. We're going to ask good questions, and not lay hands on anyone that God hasn't already laid his hands on. And then we want to be in prayer for Melissa Kidd. Her brother passed away last week. And then also for Taylor Jones. His grandfather passed away yesterday, and I believe he was 87. So we want to remember those in our body who are mourning, but mourning with hope. And then uh, next Saturday, next Saturday, I invite you to come out for a seminar, an opportunity for us to pray together, eat together, and learn together. I'm doing a seminar on social exegesis, which is my doctoral project. So I'll present it to whoever wants to come and listen, but it's proven, um, it, it works, and uh, I know you'll learn a lot as we not only deal with race, but other social issues like the transgender uh, debate and all these other things that are permeating our culture right now. What is the Christian response? Um, how can we be like the sons of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do? We've got to get together and know how to think differently so that we can act differently and not just respond out of our fear, our biases, our prejudices. So if you have your phone and you have the Strong Tower app and you would like to come next week, it is free. But we need to know by Thursday how many people are coming because that will help us to know how many children to prepare for, how much food to order and all of that. So you can order... Uh, you can register online through the app. You can do that right now if you'd like to come next week from 8 to 2. I promise you it won't feel like it's from 8 to 2. You're going to learn some things. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be encouraged. But then secondly, next Sunday, we have a special class that's going to be done for three weeks from 9 o'clock to 10.10 right before worship for three weeks. And it's called Know Your Rights. And so it's imperative that the church teaches our people, God's people, what our rights are as American citizens, uh, what the Constitution says, what a police officer is able or not able to do. We need to know these things. And so uh, one of our attorneys, Aisha, is going to come and share and talk with us and field questions and, and all of that. It's going to be a great time. Once again, you can register today on your phone through the app or go home after church and sign up. What's tough about Strong Tower is many of us don't react right when we hear something, but we'll show up later and we're not prepared for all of you. So hopefully that won't happen where we have 10 people that will sign up and then 50 show up. So help us out. Get on your phone. Go to the app. Both are on there to register for Know Your Rights. Uh, I'll be there with my son. My son does a lot of driving from college, campus, home, and all that. He needs to know what his rights are. Uh, we need to know what to do. Can you film things today if a police officer tells you not to film? Uh, but she also talks about what to expect in a courtroom, you know, how 
the litigation services work, all of that. So I'm thankful for the lawyers who are working in our church to help this church. And, uh, and then, uh, because I've got so much going on that weekend with the seminar, and then on Sunday, next Sunday, the elders are going to have a retreat after church. So a lot is going on next weekend, next Sunday and Saturday. So because all that is happening, the elders said, Pastor, you, you can't preach. You'll, you'll have too much going on on Saturday and then Sunday with the retreat. So I said, I, I know a preacher. I know a preacher that I can get. I got a lot of them in here, but God put one on my heart in particular. And I said, Michael Robinson, can you preach for me? I've been knowing Michael since he was a little boy. Back when Pastor Daryl and I were in Transformation Crusade and we used to travel around the country, Michael's dad brought us in. He was a youth pastor who was ahead of his time, who wasn't afraid of tradition, who invited this youth pastor, this, this rap group in. And, and as he did, we came to his home and we saw this young fella who just kept looking up to us. And now he's a grown fella who helps churches all around the country to develop leaders and their strategies. So, Michael, would you come and make yourself welcome in Strong Tower? Y'all give Michael a hand. It's my homie right here. Introduce yourself to the folk. Well, I've got two, two of my five over here. But I, I will say, you know, you were the first rap tape I ever owned. So, and I'm, I'm about 98% sure I still got it. So who knows what will happen next week. But <laughs> it'll be an honor to be here, and I can't guarantee anything other than I'll run my mouth, and hopefully God will use it for something next week. But here's what I know. I know that in our world we live in a really messy, broken, crazy place. And it's not just the world around us. Sometimes it's just right here. And sometimes God has to take us outside the comfort zone and outside of the place where we feel safe, so that he can show us how he's going to restore and how he's going to renew and how God can take the impossible in the world around us and make it unstoppable. And so next Sunday, I want to invite you just to come, just expecting that God's going to take that thing in you, not just the world, but in you that's impossible, the thing that's broken in you that seems impossible to be healed or impossible to be okay or impossible to be accepted or impossible to be loved, but that God will take that thing and make you unstoppable. Because it's not you, it's God through you. And that we'll unleash God's power through us. It's in our weakness and our brokenness that God's made strong and that God's made known. And that together we can stand as the body of Christ and champion the cause. So I look forward to being here next week. It'll be an honor. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Bring a friend, bring a friend, bring a friend. All right, all right. Well, let's see here. Let, let me take one look at this paper up here. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. You've heard from God today in a non-traditional way, so there's no need for me to preach. I had a good word. We'll save it for another time. But um, I want to be sensitive to the Lord. And what he's doing in this family moment. Um, as my brother-in-law comes to close us in prayer. If there's anyone here that has a unique burden, a situation, a concern. I know we laid many things down at the foot of the cross during worship. 
But if you would say, you know what, I need Elder Gary Bell to pray over me as I stand in the house of God in the presence of the Lord to say, Lord, as my brother just said, those broken places in me. He's calling me to do something. He's calling me to go somewhere. And I just need God's hand. I need his help. Uh, as Elder prays, if there's someone who has a special need, would you just stand where you are? You have a special need. Would you stand where you are? Is it one? see men who are elders in this room who are going to join us. We're going to contact them. You need, you need a bigger Bible? Because your eyes look like you're hurting. You, you good? I see elders. and Next week we're going to hear about J.T. Moore and getting on the ground again for another school year. I'm excited, man, about what God is up to. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, this week, you know, as I just talked to you and tried to spend time with you, Lord, there was a word, a, a verse that came back that Dr. Gordon from, uh, Anthony Gordon from years ago preached about, and it's from Jeremiah twelve five, and it says, if you have raced with men on foot and they have wearied you, how will you compete with horses? And if in a safe land you are so trusting what will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? And Lord, there are many of us that are tired, that are running with the horses. Um, and it seems like things have gotten way out of control in our personal lives, Lord, in things that are going on in our families, in the culture, jobs, just a lot of things going on. And Lord, what that verse talks about is that if basically, if we faint in the day of adversity, how small is our strength? And it's not really just our strength, Lord. It's you working in us and through us to do what you want to do. And so, Lord, throughout the service, Lord, we've seen and we've heard about your power and about your blood that covers us and that allows us to do um, the impossible. And that uh, it's not really through our strength, Lord, but it's through you. And so, Lord, as we've done today, has been as the theme today, Lord, we lay those things down before you. And we understand that um, you don't call us to quit. You don't call us to take our hand away from the plow. We need to continue to press on. But, Lord, we ask that you would give us an extra measure of strength, that you would give us um, what we need to continue to press on and not to give up, Lord, knowing that if we don't weary um, when doing good, Lord, there is a reward on the other end. And so, Lord, these uh, people that are standing, your saints, Lord, you know exactly what each one of them stands in need of. And, Lord, you, through your Holy Spirit, can do what you need to do to allow them to continue to press on, to run with the horses, not to get tired. And so, Lord, I ask that you would do that now, that throughout the week, that you would bring this verse, another verse, 
um, a testimony in, of the past where you have come through for them in the past and they can look back and hang on that and know that you are God and that you are still on the throne and you're not surprised by anything that's going on and Lord that you will do it uh, and that you will continue to guide us and to strengthen us. And so Lord we love you, we praise you and Lord even if you don't come in the time timing that we would like for you to we'll still praise you because you are still worthy. Regardless of what the circumstances say, Lord, you're still worthy. And so, Lord, as we go out, pray that you'd um, be with us. Look forward to next week with um, the preacher being here, Lord, and all that's going to happen on Saturday. And so, Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory for what's going on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>